0: All right. So we got episode seven, the Alex Dang, and Coco Podcast. That's crazy. Episode seven? And I feel like we just started three weeks ago. I don't know right. how it's possible. Right. We got episode seven of the Alex Coco Podcast. Um, I'm Koku Asuma, of course. I'm Alex Lewis. And today, we have another special guest. Last week, it was just us two, but this week, we have a very good friend of mine. Um, We got the homie Wasi coming in.
1: Yeah, man, that's crazy. I'm I'm super excited, man. I'm geeked to be on the pod. Uh I love what you guys have been doing. And I was trying to be super quiet while y'all were I because I ain't wanna I ain't wanna mess up nobody's vibe. I ain't know if I was supposed to be a hidden secret. But um I'm excited. you guys got some spicy topics and this one uh particularly I know that people are gonna love. So I'm just glad to be here.
0: Oh yeah, definitely happy to have you
2: here. You want, For sure. We've been started, showing you've been showing mad love to us too. So yeah, it's, it's much appreciated.
1: Hey, I just I just gotta do it, man. Anytime I'm seeing my friends uh just just start something, man. And then the consistency element too with that of how you guys have really been just knocking them out, I was like, I gotta if I can at least do as little as like share, then I'm gonna do it, you know?
2: Damn. That it, man.
0: And before we get started, I kind of want to go on a story. I don't think I ever told you this story, Please. Wasi. And this okay. so is like when I first met you. That's so got me scared, but go ahead. It's, it's not I'll the time we first met. It's the time I first met you.
1: Oh, okay. So
0: um, <laughs> me and Wassi both started off at the same college when like, okay. we were 18. And we met each other there, like, probably our second semester there. But I actually met Wasi first. Um, before school even started, this was during the summertime, Ooh. Ooh. and we were waiting in the financial aid line. And the reason I remember this so perfectly is because it happened on my birthday. I had to like wait what? in line on my 18th birthday. I had to wait oh, in line shoot. after financial aid. <laughs> so as I was waiting in line, I had my headphones in. I was waiting there, bored, didn't know no one, just on my phone waiting. And like two or three people ahead of me, I hear some dude. Just laughing, energetic, having a good old time, and i at that time I was a like, hating ass nigga. <laughs> so, so I was like, I was like, man, why is this dude having so much fun? Why is he doing all this? Why is he having so much fun? And not only that, like he was talking to these two girls, and they were very pretty. I was like, oh man, he, he, why is he talking to girls? It's just like it's like making up stuff.
2: I took that personally.
0: Just took it personally. It's like, oh, he's having a good time and stuff. He should be doing his homework. Like, school hasn't started yet. It's like, just bad for no reason. So I see him. Oh, man. Like, Brodsky's having a great time. He's like, always energetic, always eccentric, as he's always been. But at the time, I was like, just hating on him. Then, of course, a couple months later, I met him officially. And then, like, I think the first time we met, we just clicked. We just kind of just walked around campus. Just hating on Wasi was just rapping to people, and I was just like, I was just like his hype man. And the thing (laughs) is, like, we didn't we didn't talk about us doing this because, mind you, we just met. So he just went on rapping to people, and I kind of like did a quick setup. It's like, oh yeah, we're both rappers. I'll spit like a whack verse, then he'll come in spit fire. People like, oh snap, what's his? What's his like SoundCloud? What's his uh, Spotify? Mm -hmm. That kind of like went from there. Just such it was just such a weird thing. I I just had to throw out before we get started.
1: I'm gonna keep it so real with y'all. At some point, and I know we try to be mad professional. Let's do that. <laughs> at some point during this interview, my like baby niece queen might come and talk to me. So if we're in a dramatic moment and a child <laughs> bust and talking about, hey, how you do? Let's just all be aware that that okay. is a part of this program officially at this interview.
2: <laughs> that is a that's a welcome. It's a welcome interruption
0: you should have kept it as
2: a secret guest you should have just let right. her right
0: <laughs> oh,
1: okay I, I didn't know i could bring secret guests on so oh, yeah sure. Let's she comes, she
2: comes through with the ad-libs
1: <laughs> oh man but that's so wild that you oh is that is that exactly what this is that that is exactly what this is <laughs> yo what's popping okay queen, listen come get two seconds of clout then we gotta get back into this thing are you like, okay, never mind. I think she might be naked. I don't know. don't want to get rocked. All right, it's we'll, the last you know,
2: episode up up. <laughs> Okay. I
1: don't know. That's that's her that's her new thing that she hey, got into recently. That's her
0: prerogative.
1: Yeah, yeah, just freedom. But yeah, but that's so crazy to hear you uh just tell both of those little incidences. Uh, yeah, man, I was wilding, like I was wilding. I'll be honest, like <laughs> but man, during that time period, I I was on a thousand, bro. Like I feel like freshman, I feel, like freshman, a
2: I feel like freshman year of college, like everyone's on a thousand for sure.
0: <laughs> but the thing yeah, is, you you weren't wilding. I
2: was just hating. I was just like, I saw you uh,
0: Talking to it girls. was probably a,
1: a healthy mix of the two. It was a yeah. little bit of hating and it was a little bit of wilding in the same time
0: <laughs> It's never a good mixture. Never. Cause we,
1: used to, we used to treat it like it was a movie or something. We would like run up on people. Mm-hmm. I remember we would find like random people and get them to join our clique. And then like we would all run up on people. We had to do with a guitar. I remember, I don't know if it was Valentine's Day or what. I, there was this one time I got some roses or something, I think there was this girl I liked I thought she was cute. Mm-hmm. I got some roses for her, I was gonna surprise her cause I was like, all right, yeah, I'm gonna be that guy today, all right. <clears throat> so, I pull up to the campus with all these flowers, like ready to be like, and my homie who played a guitar. Damn. And you know what, Shorty didn't even show up that day. Damn. So, Yo.
2: <laughs> so Yo. we flipped it
1: and we just gave out all the flowers to other people and like, sung them little songs.
0: Mm. I love it. See, that sounds like magnetic. It like Wasi is, like his personality is. Yeah. You definitely get, like out of nowhere, you just find yourself following. Like, you can start a cult if you wanted to,
2: you know? <laughs> Yo, you might have to after I'm telling you. it's
0: mean, 2026,
2: man, 2026, 20, <laughs>
0: we'll
2: see what happens. The Wasi Nation. <laughs>
0: yeah. Speaking of cults, um, oh, so I'm trying try to transition. Bit. That's such a said, like, that a <laughs> <laughs> we want to talk about um something that's been happening a lot this week or last week i think by the time this happens this airs gonna be last week um about council culture and about different artists who are a part of it uh the, the stigma behind council culture
2: the, it seems like you canceled the first segment of our show
0: oh <laughs> Oh man, man you cancel.
1: It's going there, cancel. they're live guys, Cancel. they Coco. are live.
0: I would hate to see that the hashtag, cancel Koku, that's too catchy. Cancel <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's
1: too catchy. Like the thing is, I love you bro, but that is such a good name. That, yeah. I will that, that, there.
2: that might be the, that might be the name of this episode.
1: <laughs> no, oh, no please, bro.
2: people might, oh actually people might listen to it just to see what I <laughs> Right, say. right. Just to
1: see how you got canceled that's man.
2: Koku to to was talking wild. But, but I do wanna before we jump into that, get into what music yeah. we've been listening to for the uh recently, what music we've been listening to. Yeah. You know, we usually start the show off this way. It doesn't have to be anything new, it doesn't have to be anything old, just whatever you've been whatever you've been streaming on your your service of choice. Ooh.
1: That's what's up, and I'm, I'm going to take the lead on this one, man, because I, I actually have been bumping some some new, you know. Ooh. I feel like after a while, you get stuck in a certain, like, these are my songs, this is what I listen to realm, but I, some new stuff has entered my sphere. Uh, but a good homie of mine, uh, Tobilla Muffin, he recently oh, dropped uh, the deluxe uh, of his project called Billa, and it's a lot of, lot of joints on there, but really it's like 70% fire. And the other percent, I just ain't really listened to like that, but it's really good. I got like two (laughs) contributions to uh, the project. One with a little bit of a poem type beat, you know, not to do too much. And then uh, this crazy song called Night Rider. And really, uh, I'm I'm really proud of them. It's real, real, real in-depth, real spacey. I would, uh, to come up with contemporary possible artists, like maybe like a Kid Cudi type vibe mm-hmm. mixed with, um, I don't know. Fuck, I'm going to throw a little Uzi in there, even though that's not Ooh. the best like real representation. But those two things, yeah, I get both of those vibes on it. And uh, it's, a, it's a stellar listen. For sure.
0: Bill is crazy. Tight. I saw him perform um, at Cafe Kerouac. And like he had the whole crowd just moving. Like he has a vibe that's like you can't you can't not hope but move to it is really dope music those, compar- and those comparisons are pretty accurate
1: no oh, that's what's up man that's, yeah. that's what's up well, I'm so
0: How about you coco um i listened to code of a friend i listened to his uh everything yes. project oh my um, gosh i was i was okay to me um, yeah I, I was feeling it. it it didn't hit too much but that's still still a good listen. I was mowing the lawn while I was listening to it. So definitely got me through that. Yeah.
2: It's a nice, it's a nice casual for sure. Nice casual listen.
0: That's that's for sure. Um listen to a little bit gold link. I was listening to Fetty WAP actually a little bit. <laughs> yeah, ago. but exactly I just like that 2015,
1: 2016 just like got back to me. Well, you know, they've been, they've been asking uh, Fetty Wap to return to that sound. I don't know if this is fake or not, but he's saying he's he's locking himself up and he's going to do it. He's saying Ooh. he's going to go take it back.
2: Yo, quarantine oh. Fetty. Quarantine
0: Fetty. We might need That's that. That's
1: exactly what he should call the project.
2: He's <laughs> <laughs> dropping diamonds this episode. <laughs> Alex, what you been bumping? So... Uh I'm trying to think when when this would have happened in terms of like when this episode is gonna come out. But obviously, Instagram Live, there's been these versus battles that have been Ooh. going on. Mm-hmm. And one of the recent versus battles was Beanie Man versus Bounty Killer, which as a as a man of Jamaican descent, I was very excited to hear that these two that these two reggae artists were going to be showing up on Instagram live. And there's been, you know, obviously with these verses, there's been like a wide array of how good the internet has yeah. been for each. And I think mm-hmm. people were worried because they had <laughs> an idea of Jamaica, that this small island wasn't going to be able to carry the internet waves of these two artists going on live together. But It was, I think, by far the best verses yet. Wow. Both Me Man and Bounty Killer were in the same room together performing. Pretty much, like, it felt like a concert. And, like, they're only playing, like, 30-second clips of each song. But, like, the energy was incredible. And there were, you know, a few songs that I was able to just, like, pinpoint by hearing them. And just know like, yo, these are these are bops. But even the songs that I didn't know, I was like, yo, I gotta I hope somebody puts out a playlist after this because I yeah. need to I need to know these tracks. And it was like I woke up Sunday morning, played it. It was like an hour or so long. And it was like the best way to wake up ever. Just the the police came. At one point the police came at I think Rihanna was in the comment section. And up, And Bounty Killer was, like, hollering at Rihanna. Uh, like, Beanie Man's got this nice, like, he's got this beer gut. And so he was just, like, he was moving. And, you know, there was, like, a random child they brought in at the end. Like, it was, you know, and obviously, like, you get the, you get the Jamaican air horn. Like, For it sure. was just every – it was – so so layered but as as a uh my my jamaican pride was very uh very strong
0: that what's day it?
2: watching it so i've been been bumping beanie man and bounty killer hey. a lot just, I feel it. I feel it. just feeling feeling the vibes
1: that's what's up if y'all uh if y'all had your chance to like make your dream versus like wh- who would y'all want to see go up head to head
0: Ooh, i think We we kind of we kind of messed around this idea a little bit before, but yeah, if I could see people go at it. I'm 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 a stick to producers because I love producers. I like to Mm. see like maybe like a Mad Lib versus Knife Wonder
2: or something like that.
0: Mm.
2: I feel like that'd be a dope, a
0: dope
1: one. That sounds like it would be a dope one.
2: Yeah. This is never gonna happen. (laughs) Don't say that. (laughs) No, this this is never gonna happen. But I would love to see. Tyler the creator versus ASAP Rocky. Ooh. That would be hard. that'd be fun. I think that'd be funny. That'd be, that'd that would mean more be of a- it would just be so funny. And I think like they could go like they would go track for track pretty sure. well. And for sure just like Tyler, like Tyler and Rocky just messing with each other the whole time. Yeah, that be, that'd be good. Would one. be a dream.
1: That would definitely be a be an event that would be a, that would be something to enjoy. It's like just for the pure, like, uh, right. like entertainment value alone.
2: For sure. Right. What about Not you, Ozzy? You?
1: Uh, you know, I'm going a, I'm to a put an obvious one out there. I'm going to put an obvious one out there and then I'm going to put just a, like uh, my weird Internet boy one out there, too. <laughs> so the one that like I think is just like it's going to just be good and also would probably never happen. Jay-Z and Kanye. Oh, yeah. I like to I like to see that. I think I think I think it'd be a very entertaining thing. I mean, I already feel like I know who coming out on top, but you know, it'd be an entertaining thing to watch. For sure. And then just for my inner like hype beast, like if I'm on a forum or if I'm just feeling that type of way (laughs) and I don't know, like, you know, that we we say we're gonna talk about cancel. I hope I they don't try to cancel me for mentioning (laughs) what I'm about to say. But you know. I think what could be fun right now for the people, 6 9 Trippy Red, man. I
2: think that's <laughs> wow. not okay.
0: wow. that as bad as I
2: thought, but. With the stick. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: think I, honestly, I think all our phones will get our speakers blown out if we play that battle. Like,
2: oh my God. Instantly. We're going to lose all. We, our... can't, we can't handle it.
0: It wouldn't, it wouldn't be able to hold, hold it. And I think I'll probably see um. We're throwing that out. Doja Cat, <laughs> Lana Del Rey. Doja Cat versus Lana Del Rey.
1: <laughs> that's cool because that's like a that's like a weird like mix. Like that's an like unexpected mix.
2: That'd be weird, and they got that's some what, tension. That's what we need right now. Doja they Cat versus
1: No, because Lana got some bangers. Lana, Lana got some bangers
2: on her. Ooh, Lana's got some bangers. What's that? Video games, slaps. That's always. But here's what I'm gonna say about Lana. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know she's got other songs, but literally anytime somebody brings up her name, the first damn thing that they say <laughs> is video games. Video games? <laughs> I can't, I, I honestly don't think that I can name, and this is my personal problem, I don't think that I can name another Lana Del Rey song. Sheesh. I'm a, <laughs> the, the, the
1: one that like would ring out to me, and just because like I watched a movie and never read the book. Was the the young and beautiful uh, that she did, or it was the song oh, from yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. the Great Gatsby? Mm-hmm. That went hard. That one had yeah. me in my feels. And to be honest, mine ain't never really took me in my feels like that. But I, was, <laughs> I remember
2: that one. I remember that one
0: all the way there. All
2: the way. Yeah, that was a cool track. I remember that.
0: So I think we can get into the topic today. you want to talk about cancel culture, and Ooh. are are you guys for cancel the way cancel culture is now? How do you guys feel about it?
1: For me, uh, you know, I, I, and you uh, what I've been studying this topic really, uh, you know, I had to go deeper from what I've experienced personally or like experienced on the internet. But I've I've left really not in either pocket. I think cancel culture is a big. Uh, can I cuss on here?
0: Oh yeah, say what you want.
1: It's a big ass gray blob, man. <laughs> it's a big blob and there, their nuances to it, it's really situational. I think it could be a good thing uh, in uh, certain aspects where it um, gives a voice kind of to the voiceless and like gives a little bit of backing and then also keeps people in power or, or with some type of platform in check. But then I also feel like, you know, it, it, it gets to be kind of toxic at times and uh, a little bit of a, a mob mentality yeah. uh, thing starts to occur in certain instances. And so I've seen some good, I've seen some bad. Um, I want to lean to a little bit more on the positive side for, like, situations that I think are serious. But, uh, yeah, it's really got me teeter-tottering.
2: Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think that cancel culture is, it is... At least the way that we at least the way that we think about it today, like to cancel someone just to get down to the like nitty-gritty of the definition. Like I, I think that, you know, one way that people would look at it is like, I'm not going to listen to their music anymore. I'm going to delete their music off of Apple Music or Spotify. I'm, you know, not gonna buy tickets to their shows. Mm-hmm whatever. I think there's also, like, a, uh, you know, I think there's a sense of outrage that can come with cancel culture as well, where it's, like, not only am I making this personal decision to do that, but I'm also going to ring the alarm to others about it, which I think, like, there is a, I've seen that done well. I think, like, there are the, the probably the most obvious example or examples would be like the extremes, like an R. Kelly, Bill Cosby mm-hmm. situation where it's like, no, this, this guy is actually like harming yeah. women in a, you They know, brought the justice. Right. And so I, I think that with, with, and that's in that situation, like, yeah, it's, it's, we have to be ringing the alarm. I think there's uh there's some gray spots that comes with it. I think like Kanye is probably one of the ones that has been the most gray where you have people who have such a such a strong connection with Kanye and have known him for so long as a certain person or a certain artist and then there's kind of this like this very extreme switch to somebody else and people still feeling connected to his music while not knowing how to uh, how to reconcile with him as a person. Um, I, I think that there's a in terms of the power dynamic, uh, you know, I, I think that there there is that like there can be kind of that viral, Uh, mob mentality that happens one of the things that has probably uh, one of the things that has probably rubbed me the wrong way most about cancel culture is uh, how celebrities tend to react to it I think like especially when you think about like comedians Uh, you know some of the some of the ways that Dave Chappelle has talked about it or Aziz Ansari or even somebody like a Louis CK who you know, Mm. it's technically canceled. Like there is a sense that like we can't say the things that we want to say anymore. We can't do the kinds of things that we want to do anymore because as soon as we do, like people are going to be sensible about it and take it the wrong way. When in actuality, I think that it's just people who have been able to get away with saying whatever they wanted are now being Challenged for those things yeah. because they are affecting people in a more real way than maybe they did before, maybe they had the bravery to speak out about before. So, mm-hmm. for sure,
0: I-, I think cancel culture can sometimes be too quick to action. Um, I definitely, like you said, when people who have been saying these things and finally held accountable for that, they should definitely be able to like respond to it. Um, just probably been a whole bunch of comedians. I think just recently, just been footage of Jimmy Fallon um, in blackface. In blackface, yeah, yeah. Mm. And um, people were like, oh, cancel him. But I feel like I'd be more progressive to like, yo, you did this. Can we get an explanation? If The explanation is fitting enough, or if he's like, oh no, like give some context. Because a lot of those things are taken out of context. Like when you talk about comedians when they tell a joke they take 30 second clips and throw it on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. And that's all we get from the situation. Right. Now Lewis, Lewis CK, uh, he's canceled cause he's, he, he's been,
2: <laughs>
0: he's <laughs> doing some gross stuff. But like, right,
2: right, if, right. You, if you
0: talk about like, a, a let's say, uh, but I don't think, I'm going to throw like John Mulaney. He's a, He's a, he hasn't done anything bad.
2: So I don't want that to be like mistake. I hope he doesn't. <laughs> I hope he doesn't. <laughs> I, I, love that. I love that man. He's a
0: good soul. But like if it's like like a fifteen second clip came up of him making a joke about like black people, and people just take that clip and just like run if, oh, all he's canceled, that quick response sometimes in cancel culture can be like counter counterintuitive. Like it hurts it hurts when something real happens. And people are just going to say, oh, he's crying wolf" for stuff like that.
2: Yeah, and it's such a – I feel like cancel – it's such a final word. Yeah. Like, there isn't a whole lot of room to, like, move within it or, like, we don't really leave space for people to evolve. And I think there's a – you know, I think there's something to, like, yo, if somebody shows you who they are, like, believe them but also i think there's an aspect of like a lot of a lot of <coughs> these artists especially in the especially in the conversation that i know has been swirling around lately with like doja cat and mm-hmm. uh even lana del rey like they are old enough to know better but also like Young enough to where, like, they can continue to evolve in Mm. their beliefs and perspectives and learn and, you know, learn from, learn from these, learn from this experience, learn from these experiences and hopefully become better for it. Um, You know, and I I think, like, on a personal level, like, people can gauge, like, how they want to navigate their interactions with those artists, but also like there does tend to be a lot of times, like because people are interacting with, uh, are interacting with their idea of cancellation at different levels. Like there can also be judgment from other people of like, well, I'm canceling them this way. You're not interacting with that artist in the same way. So you're wrong because of that. When there's probably a group of people who are willing to you know, be a little. They may be willing to extend a little more grace to that artist, uh, which is you know I, I think like a. It, it complicates it even more.
0: Sure, um, and it makes me think when he said that um, they're young enough to make mistakes and learn from it, but still old enough to know better, and. I like to like bring up like someone like uh, Charles Gambino who in his like uh, coming, his come up, he said a lot of like counselworthy worthy <laughs> words, a lot of cancel worthy lines. So, um, do you think he would have been canceled if he made that same type of music right now?
1: For me personally, I think it's, um It's a little, it's a little hard to say, cause like, I I think we're in a very new era right now. And it's been coming in a lot of different forms and and we've seen it. And some people will probably call it like PC, like culture that we've entered in. Cause really it was almost a, a, a switch that was flipped where we were, shit was like WWE levels of crazy going on as far as the freedom to say stuff, whether it be like as an artist, uh, a videographer, like from what you were able to present to now, um, you know, people getting a little more intimate uh, in their, um, you know, empathy bag for other people, whether it be culturally, like sexually. And now it's, it's almost like we're so worried about being able to, to stumble. There's some things that may be like even questionable or are the intention was to make a statement or to the purpose was to have kind of the, the shock in there or, or something attention garnering to state like a bigger um, message or piece. That is kind of, I feel like being lost to like all of this a little bit. Would he have been canceled? I don't know because right now it, it really goes down to, I think the, boiling down of the art versus like the artist, you know? (laughs) And I know for, for me personally, it's, if something's hard, I'm going to keep it real. I'm going to be like, this is a bop. This is, this is top notch like flames. But at the same time, when it, when it mixes with what people are doing in re with in reality, you know, it gets taken like, okay, this is more than entertainment. This is more than, um, you know presentation yeah. so it's it's, it's it's really a mixture between like what is real what is like fiction what is entertainment and what is what is uh like what is the person's like internal values for and then also as like time moves on the concepts of what's like acceptable and not acceptable like start to shift so even right now the stuff that right now we're like oh this is pc or like you know the stuff that we're saying is like safe to say, you know, 10, 20 years from now, we might be on the whole flip of the spectrum as we just were, you know? When we were on the WWE era of yeah. like, people <laughs> saying crazy, wild stuff, I'll slap your grandma and make you top me, or whatever type of stuff. You know? and, and yeah, and sometimes it's just for the humor in it. And that's yeah. the thing too with at least Childish Gambino or Donald Glover at the time, you know, this was someone who was like uh, a comedy writer, you know what I'm saying? So a lot of that stuff might in fact, I think he said it somewhere at some point, like, you know, it's just like, i rap about my dick and talk about what girls I think is flying. You're just shooting your shit sometimes. And like, I know, if people were judging every freestyle I ever spit, then you know what? There's gonna be some <laughs> things that's gonna come up there. You're in trouble. <laughs> where we're gonna be on the elevator and it's gonna be silent. So <laughs> I think he, he would have survived, especially since I, I think it's really, and that's the thing too about this whole cancel culture um, thing. I think it really depends on the person. Mm-hmm. I think certain people can thrive under that pressure cooker of having the attention, whether it be negative or positive, on them, and then certain people, they're gonna get ate alive by it. I think for for that ent- energy and entity, like I think he would have been cool. Uh, and plus, you know, I uh, rocked with Donald Glover off of community first, so I'm like, yeah. oh, this is Troy, I love Troy. Like, you know, so, I, you know, Troy could say, I don't know, I'm not gonna say
0: <laughs> Me can I'm not gonna
1: mess my promotion up, but I, th- I think he would have been all right. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah, I, I think about, like, a someone like Tyler, the Creator, mm-hmm. who, like, as a young high school kid was saying, you know, what was, you know, I think what we can consider to be, like, homophobic yeah. slurs, homophobic language. And, you know, the... it's It's been interesting to watch the it's been interesting to watch his career because I feel like early on, like there was a level of outrage around it, but there was also this, there was also this context of you just have a bunch of these kids in odd future who are just saying shit. That's going to get on like white people's nerves (laughs) and like try and like scare them as much as possible. Yeah, uh, while that wasn't necessarily the life they were living. And like it's it's been interesting as, you know, not that not that Tyler has like ever come out and clearly said like, yo, I'm gay. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's been, you know, pretty much assumed through the content of his music, like, hey, this is somebody who isn't your typical, you know cis heterosexual male and so it's been interesting to watch just like that that switch I think he understood as a as an artist and as an and as a human like yo if I keep saying this kind of shit like I'm not going to be believed as an artist and I'm not going to be taken seriously as an artist as a human being and so I think there's probably a level of internal work he did that we aren't necessarily able to see mm-hmm. that is now coming through in the art that he's creating, whether it be flower boy or, you know, the work that he did on Igor that is, you know, very, very different from the work that he created as a young kid. But, you know, even Earl sweatshirt has said about those times, like, yo, we got famous off of our rough drafts, Yeah, the first you know, off haven't. of our first drafts. And so like, <laughs> It is, it's, I think music can be like this weird time capsule where, you know, in this time and place, we have like a, uh, you know, we have like a certain thought about that that can kind of like stand the test of time. But also like, yo, those those artists are growing as humans and evolving as humans Mm -hmm. at the same time as we are, maybe not in the same way, but like they're human beings so there's growth that is happening there and you know we've talked about it like we have a weird relationship with celebrity in in the united states in this culture and so like oftentimes things that artists say things that artists do we have such a personal connection to them and the work that they the work that they make that it can be like emotionally jarring to hear some of the things they say because it affects us so deeply and I think it's it's uh you know it's tough at times to be able to like reconcile like all right what about this is actually actually beneficial like or what about this is actually like real and what about this is you know maybe something that like I need to look at under a under a microscope a little further. So do you think that artists
0: like Tyler or Childish, or even like like a plethora of other artists, do they have to personally respond to like the past things they said, even though it's not being brought up, to get ahead of the cancel curve? Or can they let their music house change and adapt speak for itself for their past actions?
1: I would say, um... You know, it's it's really it's really a mix, Um, because there there are people like who it's like really it's more who are they doing it for? You know, Mm -hmm. if it's personal and they're really trying to do it because they acknowledge like the mistake and they really want to like refute um, just things in the past they've done or to to take accountability for actions and stuff like that. I mean, I think that's cool. That's great. But I think there's also a mix of where, you know, it's like a really just a PR move, like where you like know that you fucked up, you did some shit that you deserve to take an L for, but you're you're like PR wise, I got to jump ahead of this shit because I'm not trying to lose everything. So, I mean, I'm all for when people are really going through their like self growth and developmental journey. And I think... With that being said though, and that journey being so personal to um, the individual, whichever route that you feel like really uh, gets you to a place of feeling like well, then that's the route you should take. Now, I'm not gonna advise anyone to to hop on to, to whatever platform to be like, hey, explain all this. Cause sometimes, you know, it's, it's very light. Like it's just people are incited by a moment and sometimes the things aren't even really that big but if you add fuel to the fire it could go like way out of proportion and what you're even putting into the conversation now could be taken like in out, like out of context and, and stretched even into a longer thing mm-hmm. Now, i definitely think it is on a case-by-case basis like if someone's like you murdered your cousin last summer that around 9 30 like you know what i'm saying you <laughs> might you might want to get ahead of that if you ain't really hurt your cousin you know what i'm saying yeah um, but um, I, I, I think yeah it, it's, it's really more for, for the individual to decide I, I, I think like if you're if you're just doing it for brand sake or to kind of uh, extinguish some fires cool like I, I'm really neither or is better mm-hmm. like y- jump in front of the things that really are important to jump in front of like things that could really damage your like life and like reputation and Um, just really like change your life drastically in a negative way. And it's so crazy to think that the internet or like people that you'll never see could have that big a sway over your life. Mm -hmm. But, um, definitely jump in front of those things, but certain things, I think you just got to kind of, kind of watch it, watch it go, you know, cause the things, these things like the way we are now, and especially on quarantine, everybody bored as hell. So, you know, people are looking for different things to get invested in. And it sucks when that's going to be like your life or your past mistakes or whatever uh, stumbling point you're at. But sometimes it's just not the way to engage. So it's really something you gotta you gotta uh, decide for yourself on.
2: What do you think, Coco? I, I think as I as I stated, I was
0: like, yeah, I think it should you should kind of address it either in music or like maybe a note, like something like that. But then I realized that could backfire too. Because remember that Liam Neeson thing when he talked about how his um, a friend of him was assaulted, and he was angry at black men, and like he kind of like revealed this like very personal, like he he, he acknowledged it was a bad thing, a ba- acknowledged it was a bad thought, and he tried to reveal that to us and try to say like yo, like I said this thing and I know it's horrible, but I said it. Then people were like, oh. Maybe today's <laughs> black people cancel and stuff. And I kind of was on the same same kind of wave too. It's was like, oh man, he said that all black people, he's canceled. I never watching him take in again. But then I kind of like, I was like, wait, wait, wait. He tried to like reveal like a personal thing. He tried to like get in front of it. He tried to say, say that he knows this is wrong. So I'm thinking like, is it, I feel like it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. Because the mm. there's going to be someone there who like Wasi said that they're in quarantine. They're they're looking for something to do, and if that if that thing to do is to make a celebrity feel down or put them at the same level as they are, then they're going to do it. You, how you? How do you? What's your what's your stance on it, Alex?
2: Yeah, I I definitely I hear I hear both you and I. I think i agree i think that the i mean the the most the most recent example of this is doja cat and you know the essentially for people who haven't who haven't heard like doja cat was caught up in a lot of the lana del rey drama that happened of lana making some statements calling out a few black and brown artists primarily in a in a statement and so uh attention was already pointed that way and then somewhere in the midst of this uh news came out that doja cat was involved in these racist kind of white supremacy chat rooms. I wonder and, who
0: found that? Like who?
2: Yo. <laughs> who like, was researching about Fam, it's, it's, I was like, where the hell did this come from? Cause it's like, I mean, it was like one, like, you had already had kind of these like two full days of dealing with like this Lana Del Rey drama, and just being like, yo she is she is getting absolutely torched right now Uh and then it was like (laughs) here's another thing and so that happened uh you know that news got out but also like people you know start going to some of her old songs and there was a song that she has that has like a a a racial slur in there against black people and she's a she's biracial Mm -hmm. um and yeah it just became this like things started to uh it was one of those things that you know i I think like people were like yo especially black people like yo she's she's not riding for us like you know y'all are y'all are bumping say so and doing your TikTok dances and whatnot but like she's not riding for us and i thought that that was an interesting an interesting uh, conversation because i think as black people like we have there unfortunately because of the whiteness of a lot of these institutions like you don't always get to you know you're not always exposed to black heroes mm-hmm. and i think like that you know we talk a lot about just how like representation matters and music is one of those places where like black representation has been incredibly important especially since so many of these art forms we created and we helped establish and so like you know i think we not only just the nature of music but because of like the nature of a lot of these artists like we feel it we feel a specific connection to different black artists because like it kind of shows just how like how dope as a people we are. And I think, like, a number of the folks that Lana Del Rey named, whether it be like Beyonce, obviously, or, uh, Nicki Minaj. Well, yeah, Nicki Minaj, she called out Doja Cat and that. Like, she didn't call out Rihanna because I, I think she knew, like, I probably, sh- I probably shouldn't. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I think that, like, it was a it was one of those situations with Doja Cat specifically, where like we we cherish our black artists so much and hold them in such high regard because in a way it's like, yo, they're all we they're all we got as far as like kind of the upper echelon of artistry. And so like when you have, you know, the extreme situation of like an R. Kelly or Bill Cosby who are kind of these like just icons Mm -hmm. for black people and like we're a part of you know so many people's growing up experience it's like it feels like a loss like you you actually grieve that and so i think like doja cat while not at that level is an artist who has been like seeing chart success like obviously has like not only say so which has been killing the charts, but also the remix with Nicki Minaj, which is, you know, came out right around the time as the Savage remix. So you had kind of these two classics, uh, that were, that were dropping at the same time. And then it was like a week later, she's, you know, you find out that she's actually in some like anti-black spaces and participating in that. And it Mm -hmm. feels like a, it feels like a betrayal, which I think is why that, Response was so was as was as great and as vast as it was on top of the Lana Del Rey situation. But then you know she went and she she does this Instagram live apology like two days later, I think. And it's you know it, it honestly like you have to be. It's really hard to come across as genuine. Yeah. On video (laughs) or in writing like it's very hard to come across as genuine and so
0: in any way anyway right
2: (laughs) and so like the fact that like you go on instagram live and you're trying to you know explain the situation and i haven't gone back and like watched the whole video or whatever i've seen a few different clips from it but you can easily interpret it as like Yo, you're just doing this as PR, which I think is yeah. like the, which I think is where it becomes like a you can call bullshit on that pretty quick. Whether it's bullshit or not, like it's 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 easy to. So yeah, I I think that you know you you as an artist, like I don't know. Obviously, I don't know these artists personally, and like you know they're gonna do what they perceive is best for them. But also, I think like, yeah, there are there are definite risks to your to your career to the experience that you're trying to communicate when you go in a public forum and essentially try to explain yourself. And so, uh, yeah, I, I I'm trying to think of a I'm trying to think a way in which I've seen that done well, and there aren't really any examples. Can you all? like do you all have any examples that come to mind of like artists that you've seen be able to like explain themselves or like apologize well?
1: Not that I can think of because the people who like, I would say do that realm well, or the people that navigate public opinion well, it's 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 uh, the only things I've seen is either one, you go in there and you just embrace it and you might even end up doubling down on whatever it is. Like uh, one example of that, I would say is Kanye. I think Kanye is his, uh, his um, PR navigation is I'm going to double down on this.
0: Shit. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what. No yes, matter what yes, it is, yes. I'm double
1: it down. I said it, I said it, I'm going to double down on it, you know? And even that, though, to be honest, I think that, in a sense, is a little bit, um, to, to, to some people, at least, because it, it draws just a line where you're like, this is what I'm saying, this is my intention, and the people that get that and they resonate with that and they understand where I'm coming from, those are the people that I'm going to want on my bandwagon or with me. And, you know, if you don't, then I might have lost you today. And I'm all right with that. So I feel like that's the best I've seen it maneuvered. And the only other option that I've seen just work is the just like, "Mm, that ain't even ever happened. Like, type beat, like, (laughs) you know, and one person that I feel like, um, I don't even want to put him out here for like whatever, you know, allegedly, like, blah, blah, blah. But Usher, man, Usher, like, you know, some stuff was going on with Usher. Usher, we ain't here from Usher. He laid low. And then I, I'm pretty sure he came onto like a, a, a day or a night like show, like with one of like, like almost like a Jimmy Fallon or something like that. No one said asked him nothing. No one da-da-da. He played some games, he left. And I was <laughs> like, damn, exactly what you're supposed to be doing. Like I was taking notes. <laughs> I, I was like, that's exactly what you do. You go there, everything's normal business as usual you lay low you're out you're back in the game uh but and you know it's funny when i first heard of like uh, at least the doja cat situation um one of my friends was saying like oh this is like this is like a stunt like you know like he's like basically that this was something that was happening for the sake of garnering like more attention to, like, Doja Cat, and I was like, I don't know, man, like, that's, (laughs) like, who would want to risk that, like, you know, right, like, like, they're definitely going to get more attention, like, if they weren't talking about you yesterday, they're going to talk about you today, but, like, I think for some people, like, what's being said about you, like, really, really matters, but, yeah, I've never seen somebody really, like, and I know there probably is, and it will probably be more in the form of some, like, type of child star, Justin Bieber, maybe, Justin Bieber, but the thing about Justin Bieber is, people already hated Justin Bieber. <laughs>
2: so,
0: <laughs> right, you can, you, right. Like
1: you could do some messed up stuff and like, what are they going to do? Hate you more, you know? So, but he also had a very dedicated, like fan base of people. That's what, that's really it. I think the only way you really survive that is by taking care of your core audience or the people that you serve the most that are actually moving your stuff forward. Cause, um, you know, I think there's a bunch of examples where we can see, um, Certain artists or whatnot, they'll, I'm gonna for, excuse my French, but they'll take a shit on black people yeah. um, and they'll still have great careers. And, and but that's because, you know, that's not their core audience or it's not the people that support them. They're not the people that are, are filling the seats up at these stadiums and things mm-hmm. like that. And so, yeah, the only people I've really or the only way I've seen that work now that I'm thinking about it is when you when you know your market and you know who you're really because at a certain point in time at least as far as surviving something and still being uh profitable or respected in some way shape or form I think that's um you you you, you serve the lips that speak about you the most and that then that's how uh I feel like I've seen it I've seen it done pretty decently and some stuff you know you just you for the people that also do it well is the people that are just like yeah shit bro like I did that that shit happened like when Justin Bieber or whatever, you peed in the bucket, you know, they got footage of you peeing in the bucket. <laughs> <laughs> you, can't be, you, can't, you can't be like, nah, bro, like, I ain't peeing that bucket. You just like, yeah, man. I'll I'm dehydrated. Like, that, that shit was crazy. I'm sorry. I was feeling reckless. Like, you know? <laughs> right, right.
2: Yeah, I remember when Ariana Grande, like, licked that donut or whatever. Yes. yes. And, like, now, like, she's bigger than ever. Wait, what, um, happened, mm-hmm. what happened to that donut? She was at Oh, you all know? She was younger. She was a she was a I mean, yeah, she was younger in her career, but she uh she was at like some bakery or whatever and like licked licked one of the donuts. You know, it's like a when you're young, you do stupid shit. Yeah, <laughs> just do it, just do them, it, though, yeah. The
1: thing is, it's not just that she licked the donut coco, but she put that bitch right back she
2: put that ah. thing back, right? She put that <laughs> thing back. It was the whole uh that uh that ice cream video that was yeah, swirling yeah, around yeah. with you the know? yeah yeah it was that yeah. just with the donut
1: I'm evil though. Know, the people like they hated on her for like licking that donut then but now you know there are people that probably pay to get a lick donut by <laughs> <laughs> i'm not i'm not one of them. allegedly i'm not allegedly
0: <laughs> allegedly but if it showed up in your mail you wouldn't be mad
1: <laughs> I, you know huh, huh? <laughs> What are we talking <laughs> about? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the thing. When you navigate these type of waters, and that's, a, some people do do it on purpose. And in fact, there, there was a thing called um, the pump plan. When Little Pump was first blowing up, like some of the, the antics and the like, the hooligan like type behavior. It's like, oh, like so, and this is like, literally for some like agencies, this is like a, a strategy where you kind of drum up as much drama as possible and you try to funnel it towards whatever the actual attraction is. So for, for some artists, it's music and things like that. So I don't know. I don't put it past some people, at least with the Doja Cat scenario. I don't know who would want this on their on their on their worst enemy to be like out here trying to defend this. Yeah. Um, but it's just it's just how, you know, business works for something because we're in a We're in a tension culture, you know, we're in the tension culture. We're in TMZ uh, culture where everyone like everything's about clicks everything's about how long can you hold on to the human attention span and there 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 are masters out there that know how to to both incite and traverse the waters of controversy to come out better on the other side and I don't want to talk about this guy all day but I will say like you know well one, we always got shot to Kanye I think you do that the best but I feel like even six nine that's what he's doing you know he's in a place where you know a lot of people are probably trying to cancel him uh, and they really can't because it goes back to that whole like core audience core base like who's actually making you successful thing mm-hmm. but um, he knows that the more pissed off the people get the more like anger he like the more he can rub you the wrong way. Th- that means not only one am I going to have my natural supporters, like they're supporting me and writing for me, but you haters, y'all are clicks. You guys are yeah. views. You guys are actually supporting. The, the, and that's the thing. It's so hard for uh, the people who are against at least that individual to stop talking about him because it goes back to that uh, who has ownership of your attention span. And so, I don't know, it's all very interesting. And even in certain, some of these cancel situations, I don't know who's done like the apology the best, but I know if we really look back on it, there are some people that have probably come out of cancel more successful than they've ever been.
2: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I was gonna say like, what do y'all think about the, you know, you have like when R. Kelly, when, surviving R. Kelly, that documentary came out, like his streaming numbers were higher than ever. Or like, you know, in the midst of Kanye's situation, like his album was still going number one. Like, what are are y'all's thoughts on just like the, you know, almost like how it can result in artists being just as successful, if not more when they are, quote-unquote, canceled. I think that just goes right back to he Says, because R. Kelly will still have
0: his core fan base. Then with the Surviving R. Kelly documentary, we get a lot of new people who are introduced to the case who want to, like, listen to his, not listen to his music, but see, like, how his music relates to what's going on and stuff. So you have that, people adding on. I think it's just, like, an addition that keeps, like, just keeps adding on to, like, What's already there, so that core fan base right. keeps him afloat. Then that, that new, the new, those new people who want to who want to see what the music's about, adds it up. Are yeah. curious things like that um, with Kanye? I, I mean, it's Kanye. <laughs> um, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna grab attention either way when he drops. Like
2: yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember like going through the, you know, after the like slavery is a choice comments and a lot of that, like I, to be honest, like I took his music off my phone mm. and because to me, I was like, all right, this is, at least for now, like I look at this response as being like, not that streaming is the main component of like the money that he makes and mm-hmm. his wealth, but it is an aspect of that. And I remember processing it a little bit after, cause like, like we've talked about, like when those artists are, you know, they have a significant impact on you personally, like it's hard to kind of let them go. And yeah. so, For me, like that a lot of that shit hit hard because I was like, yo, this is like my probably my favorite artist of all time. And the artist that has, you know, impacted me the most through their through their words, through their work, you know, has inspired the kind of life that I want to live. And I remember sitting with it and being like, Hold up, like, I don't know that nigga. Like he doesn't know me. And so like the you know part of it is like as a as a human, like I have a you know, I have a choice to listen to what I want to listen to. And you know, to also be able to say like, yo, just because I, you know, choose to listen to Yay or like go and listen to Jesus as King, I know who I am. And so like there's, you know, like I can't get caught up in like the celebrity of it and also the outrage of it. If I want to listen to Kanye, like (laughs) I'm gonna listen to Kanye. And, you know, and vice versa, if I want to listen to Beyonce, I'm gonna listen to Beyonce. And you know, and I, I think there are, um, you know, and it's also, it's become sort of a case-by-case basis. Like, I don't I don't mess with, like, I don't mess with R. Kelly anymore. If there's yeah. a song that, if there's a song, even songs that he's featured on, I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. I it's hard to listen it. to. I can do without it. Yeah. And so, and, and I, I think that, you know, you have to, as listeners, like – we get to figure out what that looks like for us. And we also don't owe anybody else a justification for that. Yeah. You know, and I I think there is like a, you know, like there's a collective responsibility in certain circumstances (sighs) where, you know, I, I think as a, as a culture, we've said like, yo, R. Kelly, harmful not a not a voice that we need to support bill cosby harmful while the cosby show was incredibly impactful like not necessarily something that i'm like clawing my way to get back to and watch mm-hmm. uh but there are you know i think there are like it feels like every every week there's some new situation that pops up and you know we have a we get to decide like all right, based on based on my based on my morals, based on the way that I live, based on, you know, the the things that I'm about and the things that I'm not about, like what am I going to choose to listen to this person? Am I going to choose to support what they do? You know, and, and knowing that I'm not personally connected to this person in any way. <clears throat> like as a as a listener, as a music fan, like what am I going to give my time and energy to?
1: I man, I'm so glad that you um, <clears throat> that you just touched on the the fact that it's like for each of us to decide. And I'm also gonna say, if the remix to initiation comes on anywhere, <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, I'm not even gonna lie to you. I'm not even gonna lie to you. That lie.
2: Yo, but. you can't. You but you, even if that comes on, like there ain't nothing you can do but sing along. That's just like it's literally intrinsic. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like that's the thing. I, and here's the thing: I will cut the line at like I'm never going to an R. Kelly concert. I probably was never going to do that in my life anyway. <laughs> but, but like, there's a lot of things I will cut off. But like, when something just hits you, like, oh my god, that song is me. So it's not even about R. Kelly at a certain point in time, because then it becomes about your personal relationship to the music or to the creation, you know? Mm-hmm. You don't know how many middle school, high school, that song probably gonna be played to the end of time, dances or parties, that that shit is come on and just held down. That's the type of shit you look around and you like, I gotta go find somebody. And it don't even gotta be a girl, it could be your gang, whoever, you like, we it up right now. and But also, like, I love how, like, it really is, it is up to our own, like, our own morals, our own uh, discretion of, like, you know, Cause it is, a, it is a form of support, you know, uh, but I think it's also important to know like, just because you might like something or appreciate, there we go, I think that's a better word. Just cause you might appreciate something or like the quality of a work doesn't necessarily mean that you're supporting that person. And that is, that also might be a little bit of a gray area where we all have to come to terms with what that means for us. But, um, yeah, I'm 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 glad to know that you can still appreciate something, and then also look at the actions and behaviors of people, and be like, okay, well, I I'm I'm not really gonna try to support this person and how they're they're going to live their life, or I'll speak of it on it, you know. I th- I think it's it's definitely very different, and with and with all that being said. I feel like this all is like uh, leaning more toward like the art versus the artist like uh, debate, you know, and for for me uh, Personally, I know when, when I look at stuff. I think about The other people involved because and, and what I mean by that is like, let's say with a song You know, and we'll let's use R. Kelly. Let's, let's use the remix to ignition with the remix to ignition that's not just R. Kelly on that song. Yeah, you know, it's it's his voice, but it's a mix engineer. It's a uh, it's someone somebody made the beat. So there are all these different hands that come together to create uh, a work, you know, or a body of work, whether it be a film, uh, a movie, whether it be it's like hair and makeup. So there are all these layers that make something great, and we appreciate the result or the whole, like whether it be a song, a movie, a video, and we give credit because like, you know, we're, I think we're like with the whole TMZ that and our culture, paparazzi culture, yeah. we're in an idol culture in America where we, we look to, to find the person that we're like, this person is important, this person means something and look at them, you know? But I think that means we also sometimes quickly forget that these people aren't really doing certain things or a lot of things by themselves. It mm-hmm. takes a lot of other hands, unifying to give us these works. And so I, I always, to, for me personally, I just like try to appreciate the the creation or find what resonates with me inside of the material. And I, I try to distance myself more from the person itself, you know, but sometimes that's very hard to do. And for sometimes hard. it might mm. even be impossible.
0: And yeah. just to so like speak on that real quick, um, I was watching this show called um, High Fidelity, and it's about a record shop owner and Zoe Kravitz, right? Zoe Kravitz, shout out Zoe Kravitz. Oof. And his customer comes in a store, and she wants to buy Michael Jackson's Thriller. And like the the associate at the time was like, "No, I'm not selling you that. Michael Jackson's done some things. I can't sell you that." But then you're like, "Well, that's not just Michael Jackson. Quincy Jones worked on it, and Quincy Jones is a legend, and he's perfectly cool." So like, kind of like this turned into a little debate. Like, like it's it's not just Michael Jackson's work. There's so many pieces and cogs and different machinery that goes into making that album to call it all Michael Jackson's is kind of, you know, kind of like, it's kind of doing disservice to everyone else who's working on that project too.
2: Yeah. It's, it's, it's multi-layered. And I think (laughs) that's what, you know, to, to start closing things up, like that's, that's what I think is, you know, what makes it a more, personal like case-by-case thing like I think it's really tough and I think what people tend to respond to negatively the most when it comes to cancel culture is sort of the the blanket statement feeling of it of like everybody needs to react this way to this specific artist or Mm -hmm. to this specific set of lyrics or whatever it may be when not everybody may necessarily be there and I think that there's a, you know, like, yeah, we should we should listen to people who may be more underprivileged than us when they respond to one of those situations in a different way. Like if there's a, you know, an LGBTQ homie of mine who's like, yo, I like this is actually like really hurtful to me. then like, yeah, I, I want to pay extra attention to that or yeah. If it's a woman in my life who is like, "Yo, I actually don't mess with this person or this song because of the lyrics in it and how they, you know, how they how they affect me, how they hurt me." Like, all right, let me pay special attention to that because, as a man in society, like, one, I'm going to be blind as a cisgender heterosexual man in society. Like, I, there are things that I'm going to be blind to Mm -hmm. that like that some other people may be paying more special attention to and I want to be I want to be mindful of that and let those things factor into the personal decisions that I make for the kind of art that I consume because I think that's an important aspect of it too is understanding like yo it's it's as much as it's a personal thing there are also other people who play a role in your personal life and their opinions, their feelings, you know, the reactions that they have to these works, they matter too. For sure, for sure.
0: But I just want to say, that was, a good, that was a good conversation. I feel like we covered a lot of topics and a lot of important things, especially going around right now with a lot of artists that we like and a lot of upcoming artists, a lot of old artists. And it's important to just talk about these things because if we don't talk about it, then the same things sort of keep happening over and over again. And we just want to get like a voice out, some words out, just to let people think about what they do before they automatically jump on
2: the cancel boat. But, for sure. And for anybody listening who you know has has thoughts about this, like feel free to feel free to hit us up. We'll have our Instagram handles in the description for this episode so feel free to hit us up share your thoughts and while (laughs) you're doing that go ahead and leave that five star rating five (laughs) star and and hit us hit us with that review as well yes sir uh, yeah we want to we want to keep getting these conversations out there and uh having more having more people listen to them so hopefully they're helpful for others for sure
0: and once again just want to thank our very special guest lassie for coming on
2: Yes. Rossi um, does yes. Well,
0: a lot of stuff. Um, if you don't know him already, he does a lot of stuff, but I'm going to let you go plug in everything that you do.
1: Ah, uh, goddamn. He said, I'm going to put you on the spot. <laughs> so you're gonna do it. That sounds great, man. Uh, talk that I'm, talk. I'm an artist. If you ever see the video version of this stream, these are some new artworks that I've made. Mm. They're coming to my Instagram page near you at some point. Uh, I also, I, I'll just call, I like to call myself a vocalist, so that just means I do weird stuff with my voice. If you want to see me voice acting, talk to me. If you want to do a song, talk to me. And I, I just, really, the biggest thing I want to be known for in life is to just be a connector of people, you know? I just want to unite people to just work on greater projects. And, and In fact, this show that you guys are doing, and I'm so glad I get to be a part of it right now, because this is, this is like my dream right here to just yeah. come together with people, inspire discussion and uh, just bring new ideas to the table. And so, yeah, that's me, man. And I'm a nice guy, you know, my girlfriend <laughs> so cute. I got my hair cut. Uh, so yeah, it's, 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 I'm just, I'm, no, I'm a nice guy, that's it.
0: <laughs> where, where, where can they find you on social media?
1: Uh, you can find me at Judy, but not like the judge, but exactly like the judge. That's J-U-T-Y underscore g-u-r-l and that's instagram you can find me on soundcloud you can find me on spotify as well for the niggas that hate on soundcloud um and what else what else i don't know just look judy girl around j-u-t-y underscore g-u-r-l you'll see something yeah
2: we'll we'll drop it in the drop it in the episode description so people can can check you out and uh yeah yeah, wasi thank you so much for Thank you so much for coming on today. This has been another episode of the Alex and Koku podcast. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week. All right. Peace.
1: It's lit.